that work for you? Yes, but first I have a story about the dentist. I was just going to tell you that your teeth look very nice. They do. They look dentists. Dent dentists did. Dent you you dentisted. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance Podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Join us each week to catch up on what we've been up to lately, whether it's saving the world from space aliens or learning how to change a diaper. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at GameLifeBalance.us. I'm Chris from Nerd Alert News, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other great podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. Here we go! So, the reason I was late to record tonight was because I was playing the Lake Bed Temple in The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which is... The Water Temple, or I guess that's the Twilight Princess version of the Water Temple, and it's super fun. But one of the worst things you can do in a Zelda game is quit mid-dungeon and then pick up the game later. It's, like, nearly impossible. It doesn't matter how well you know the dungeon. It doesn't matter how many times you've played it. If you are in the middle of all the puzzles... Because there's a flow. There's a very distinct flow that Nintendo designs very, very well to move you through the dungeon and if you get halfway through that flow and then just quit it is chaos yeah and not it's it's chaos because even if you go back and try to retrace your steps to like like you don't necessarily sometimes remember what exit opened up like if a room has four exits you don't remember what exit opened up in what order to like retrace your steps in the exact path you went exactly and you end up retracing a lot of the dungeons, so sometimes you end up essentially replaying the dungeon, yes. and then even then you still are lost. So anyway, that's why I'm a couple minutes late. I swear I was looking at my phone repeat, like constantly and did not see that you were online, but here we are on this episode of Game Life Balance US. I made it. I'm Cody Goff, and this is Jonathan Mar-Ann. We started talking about... It's Mar-Ann, st- right? That's, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Irish pronunciation of my name. Is it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be Moiran? It's Dublish. From Dublin. Moiran. Oh, Moiran. <laughs> All right. Yes, how could I How could I have been so... We, we, uh, we started talking about right. video games like right away today. That's pretty unusual, isn't it? No, that's just my intro. I mean, you're going to talk about video... This is going to be a very balanced podcast, I think, I actually. think so. Because I'm going to talk life and you're going to talk games. Like, you're going to like do the bad stuff up front and then it's like waiting for the good stuff at the end. I see what you did there. Did you fill out a March Madness bracket, by the way? Not that we're going to talk about I that. I have, like, four different groups of people that want me to participate in a March Madness bracket. Like, what is going on with this? Is this, like... I actually don't want you to. I want you specifically not to. Are you are you afraid of my skills? My, inc- I don't my incredible bracket-making skills that I have? I mean, I make... I, I, I don't... I make phenomenal brackets. Everybody's told me that. See, Everybody has told me that. I, no, right. everybody tells me that. I, I, I don't make care I make about wonderful March. brackets. This is the problem. I don't care about March Madness, and I don't want you to care about it and then do well in something that I don't care. I'm about. I'm gonna make a bracket. It's gonna be beautiful. Uh, it's gonna be a great bracket. 
Are you going to make it five feet taller every time? Every time you bring up how bad my bracket is. The bracket just got five feet taller. Wow. That is a bracket. It doesn't actually make your bracket better, though, when your bracket is bigger. Um, so it's, it's actually kind of not helpful at all to my bracket. Well, that's cool. Well, I know that we don't have all night tonight because I have a meeting after we record. I have a meeting with members of the Gunna Geek Network because I'm on a panel this Friday at the Chicago Comics and the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. The, Comics? the Chicago Comic Sans. It's a font? Yes, I'm at the Font Expo, C2E2, mm-hmm. in Chi-Town, which we'll talk about later, but I've got to get to that meeting. So before you dive into this video game that you're completely obsessed with and uh, want to marry, do you want to marry it? Do you want to marry the witness? It's it's over, and now I am sad. The game? You, wait, I thought, aren't there 600 quests or something, and you could play it for like, hundreds of hours? I think there's like hours? 648 puzzles. Did you do all of them? No. Okay, I was finna say. So you can go back and replay the rest of them, right? The the optional puzzles at the end are are not something... I can explain when we start talking about the game. Okay, well, before you talk about The Witness, I want to talk about The Dentist. I've never heard of that game. I know, in life stuff. Do you... When's the last time you went to The Dentist? Uh, it's... I um, I kind of don't want to admit how long it's been since I've been... It's been a very long time. It's been a very long time since I've been to the dentist. Okay, that is exactly what my situation Maybe was Maybe like three, before. four years, something like that. It's been a very long time. It's been way longer than that okay. for me. Well, it had been way longer than that, which is awful to admit, but uh, here we are. And th- because I wanted to bring this up as kind of a public service announcement to listeners, uh, oral hygiene is extremely important, right? Because plaque and tartar are things... I'm not going to get into details, mm-hmm. but... Last week I decided I haven't been in the dentist in forever. I should probably go and make sure I'm healthy. And I went and he he started to clean my teeth. And I say started because he said, I'm not going to be able to finish cleaning your teeth in one session because I learned a lot about from my new dentist about oral hygiene. And when you have a lot of plaque, it solidifies and turns into tartar. I'm sure you know this. And then tartar has to be you scraped have to like, off with a little metal. You have metal. to like, like crack. They almost have to like crack it, I think. And like break yeah, it break yeah. it apart to get it off of your... So the dentist literally took a chainsaw and chainsawed tartar off of my teeth. And I don't believe he you. said before he... He, yeah, no, that's just what happened. It was a chainsaw, an industrial strength chainsaw meant to cut down oak trees. Now I really don't I didn't believe even, you. I didn't even know they made chainsaws that big, and yet here we are. So he took an oak tree chainsaw to my, to my mouth, mm-hmm. and he said, I can do about half of it now, and you'll have to come in a second time for me to finish cleaning your teeth. And he said, if it's too uncomfortable, you can come back and we'll give you Novocaine and... I can finish cleaning your teeth. I probably should have opted for the Novocaine. That's pretty pathetic that you would need a painkiller to get your teeth clean. No, it's not. He when I when he finished, he said, "I literally cannot believe you were able to sit through that entire thing." He said, "You should be extremely proud of yourself." Like four because times. Because your mouth is disgusting. It is one of because the grossest things I've ever seen. So you that is should both be proud accurate. of yourself and ashamed of yourself i went through this painful ordeal for two reasons one because i didn't feel like making three appointments to get my teeth clean i just wanted it over while i was there and two 
to remind myself not to go several years without going to the dentist ever again. Mm-hmm. Are, are you so, are, are you a service, flosser? Like, are you like a floss every day type guy? I'm not because I have a permanent bottom retainer and it's really annoying to floss around. So I've got one of those too, and I have to use those floss sticks. So I use the, I use the sticks every day, and they work out pretty well actually. Yeah, well, I've got the threader now. Oh, the so threader sucks. I'm so glad we're the threader. The threader sucks. Our... The th- d- d- What's wrong don't with use the threader? the threader. It takes a long time. It's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult to get under there. Don't use the threader. It's dumb. Just get the sticks. Get the use a stick. Get the floss sticks. Yes. Get take his chainsaw. Go chainsaw off an oak branch. That is what the chainsaw was meant to chainsaw. Chainsaw off an oak branch. Use that to pick your teeth. You use a literal stick to pick your I teeth. I do. To floss. I... Is it a walking stick? It is in fact a floss stick. Can you walk with it? If you were very small. Are you very small? My bracket is huge. Is it? Well. I guess what anyway. I'm trying to say is there's no problems in that department. Are there not? Whoa. Hello. Too much information. Ladies, John is taken. Sorry to say. No, but seriously, I, I know it's hard for adults to do. And I know many adults who put off going to the dentist because you think, eh, but things, infections... Bad things can happen. He was very scientific. He was a great doctor. He reminded me of Dr. Jacoby from Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. He, no, I'm serious. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He had, he had crazy hair, and he was hilarious. It was amazing. I feel like Dr. Jacoby didn't actually know anything, which made Dr. Jacoby a good character. No, Dr. Jacoby fixed um, uh, Ben Horn after he thought that he was fighting the Civil War. Yeah, okay. That was a very good show. It was a very, very good show. Twin Peaks was a very yeah. good show. So, uh, no, legitimate PSA, go to the dentist. It's a really good thing. I think you probably have coverage if you're in America because Obamacare. But if you're listening and you're in Canada, you're probably in luck because I think everything is free there. Except beer, which somebody told me that if uh, communist Bernie Sanders takes over the country, beer will cost $45 for its That's price. the only thing. I just read that in a comment. It's the only thing that costs more. So everything else is free just because their beer is more expensive. It's really weird. It subsidizes everything. Well, we are an alcohol economy, so it makes right. sense. So, I, Well, go to the dentist, John. You will thank me I, later. I, I will. I promise. I probably won't. I will. I'll try to. It's one of those things. It's a thing. I'm on a mission to get people to prioritize. It's a thing. I know. This is like back when I went to the emergency room in my early 20s one time, and the bill would have been over $10,000, but... I happened but you cried to have a like a little girl, and they said, "It's okay, little girl. We will make the bill smaller," and they did. I did think it was weird that they said it's okay, little girl, when I'm a tall man. I I don't know. I don't know what you tried to convince them of. But anyway, and I happened to have health insurance at the time, and I knew a bunch of improvisers and people working in the service industry who didn't have full time jobs with health insurance, and none of them had health insurance. I told them all. Look, I know you're healthy. I know this is good and nothing probably will happen to you. But if something does happen to you, you will go completely bankrupt and have no money. And then Obamacare came around, so I, I didn't have to, to, to push that as much. But now my new crusade is get people to go to the What dentist, an advocate so. of responsible adulting you are. Have you gone to any uh, high school parties this past weekend? No, I have very little influence on very few people. But I choose to use that influence generally when not trying to get them to drink Four loco or do shots of Malort with me. I try to use my powers for good. Malort sounds like something you would say when you were vomiting. You'll be drinking a bottle of Malort with me when I come to MartinCon in May. So get ready for that. I'm, I'm ready. Sounds good. Is your body Probably ready? Not. 
Probably not. Oh. Probably very little chance. It will be. Very little chance it's ready. And every time you complain about it, the bottle of Malort is going to get five feet taller. Okay. I can handle that. Well, we should so, also get like a, a 10 pack of Mickey's while we're at it and just take that down as well. Because that's, let me tell you, that's a great malt liquor. Mickey Rourke or Mickey Rooney? Because Mickey Rourke's, I heard, can be a little not so smooth on the way down. You know what I what mean? What did you do this weekend? What? what did you do this weekend? What are who are you? Who are you? I yeah, since we're life stuffing. Also, I went to so so St. Patrick's Day in Chicago is total amateur hour. Everyone is trashed by ten a.m. There is vomit everywhere. Two days then. That's Thursday, right? No, but the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. So it's like not a place you want to be. It's not a place... I mean, I don't know. Some people think it's fun. It can be fun if you decide to go out and get trashed. But my friend... Our friend Blake is a total hipster and hates crowds and things that are popular. So he decided we should go to Madison. (laughs) Because Madison's totally unpopular. Dude, Madison... No one was... We were, like, right on UW-Madison's campus and nobody was partying. It was strange. Madison's a good place. Well, yeah, but people party there. College kids party. But apparently St. Patrick's Day is just not a big thing up there. I don't know. But we went... And visited a couple friends that uh, we've mentioned many times on the podcast. I played a board game mm-hmm. with them. And then our friend uh, came back from the bathroom while we were playing Belfort, which is a five-player board game I enjoy thoroughly, which I won, by the way. Okay. It's like the only board game I can win. That's insanity. That's the, second game that, that's the second game of Belfort that you've won in, like, t- no, in two I know games. It. The first time I played Belfort ever, yeah. I won. It's my game, apparently. Some ga- some I, games are I, I like don't, that. I don't usually win board games against you guys, and you mm-hmm. know this. I don't. I didn't win a single game no, at Martin. Some last board game. games are like that. I've, I'm on the record that Belfort is my favorite game that I'm awful at. Like it just it just is. It is. I love it to death. I've won it like a single time. It's a fun game. So then our friend came back from the restroom. It in this one game took us four hours to play. It's a long game or something. It can only it can be a couple hour game, but it was Blake's first time. So, uh, so we, our friend comes back from the restroom and goes, "Yeah, so I just vomited for the fourth time. I don't know what's wrong with me, but probably can't hang out after this game. So we should finish." Nice. So that was sad and sucked. Love to hang out with him more, but uh, we hung out with our other friend and we went to a comedy show and it was great. And things were, were you good. just up there for that one night? Yeah, just the one night. Just a quick, it's so it's so close. I mean, you can make an you can make an easy one night trip out of that for sure. I mean, a three hour ish drive both ways is a bit long. I, like I'd like to stay longer than a day if I go. But I don't know. Um, meanwhile, you were in Chicago. I was. I don't know why we did that, but that, that's what we did. Um, because when you're in Chicago, I can't be here because we are. We should never be in the this same. We should never be. No, no, God, God, person. we are not the same. No, we're not. And I don't want you to ever say that again. And you're me with glasses want, and worse. I hair. want to try to never be in the same place as you. And yes, I was in Chicago, and I was actually in Chicago for a board game weekend. So um, I will talk about that on maybe the next podcast because it's definitely something I want to talk about, um, listener. I will just tell you and if if you're a lifetime fan of this show you've heard me say this before and you know me in that i am on the record saying that in terms of games for me board games are my favorite like game type activity like they trump video games every day of the week to me the big problem with board games are that generally you have to have multiple to play them um 
in fact, 90, I would say 90 to 95% of the time, really. You have to have multiple people to play them. Um, and so it's difficult, especially when you're, play, when you're playing a lot of these like four-player games, it's difficult to get four people together on like a regular basis. And the games that we play are three to... 12 hours long some of them legitimately yeah. i mean that's not an exaggeration and like getting getting that many people together and just being able to burn that much time especially now that we're old i mean this podcast is called game life balance like it, it has to be a pretty special occasion and it's very infrequent that we're able to do it so um yeah this was just like me visiting some friends in chicago for the weekend friends that are kind of like a different group of friends than than all of my high school friends visiting them for the whole weekend and we played like 10 board games and it was amazing you gotta just block off time for that kind of stuff. I think you do. I th- and I, it actually makes it really nice to just, you know, it's been, it had been a year and a half since I'd seen them, which was probably too long. And it was really nice just to to go there and see them as well. I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest, like, I love all of my high school friends. Like, I love hanging out with you guys. One of you, Logan, is the only one who is kind of in the same place in his life as me. So we can relate on that level and the fact that we both have a kid uh, that we're both married, that kind of thing. Um, Dave is in the same place in his life as, me, if not a couple years further down the road. So, because he's got two kids and he's like, you know, thirty-five. Right, but I host a video game podcast. Just no, I don't. I host a lifestyle podcast, but I host a lifestyle podcast, and you host a lifestyle podcast. So you're saying it's like so- we're the. Same, same person. person, but you are glasses, right. and you have worse hair. Your hair looks really bad tonight. Like I, my hair looks. Typically, I tell you, I'm it getting looks a nice. haircut tomorrow. So, I am actually getting a haircut. So tomorrow. anyway, see, like Dave, Dave, and I can relate in a way that I, I just can't with some of you guys, and that's totally fine. That doesn't make me any less. It doesn't make me have any less desire to hang out with you guys. It's just like you guys don't want to hear me drone on and on about my kid. But, like, Dave wants to hear about my kid. And Dave's wife wants to hear about my kid because I want to hear about their kids, you know? Because we have kids. Like, we can... I ask you about I'm kids not, I'm not saying that you don't. And I'm not saying that you don't occasionally want to hear. But you don't want to sit down and have a 45-minute conversation about Max. And I don't blame you. You shouldn't want that. But when I get together with Dave and Tracy, that's, the, that's what we did the first night. We basically sat around for an hour and a half and talked about our kids. But you do want to sit around and listen to me talk about a, a college party for 45 it's minutes. It's just because... In which I drank two for a I'm vicariously living through you. Are no, you? No, God, no. I would hate that. As would yeah. I. So so you had something of a Dave life balance? So uh, I will talk about that and I'll talk about more specifics next week because there were some really good board games that I played one of which was based on a video game so I feel like it it could really coincide with this show it was the which it one? was the XCOM board game it was a fantasy was it the XCOM it board was game? the XCOM board game that's crazy I don't know how you knew that it's because I'm you with glasses with better and hair, and hair no glasses yeah. what what so what so um I did do you remember the very first episode of the show when I told you about this new plan that my wife and I have with New Year's resolutions where, like, I'm, I've been waking up at 5 and playing video games? I don't remember you talking about that, but I remember Rob talking about that on Game Life Balance Australia. Did you steal his idea? Or his identity? Rob doesn't wear glasses. I think Rob does wear glasses. Does yeah. he? He does. Anyway, so, listener, I've been, I've, been, I've been waking up at, like, 5 to play video games f- since the start of this year. 
And the reason is because my wife and I instated a bedtime uh, where we go to bed at the same time. And it's really nice. So that really cut into my video game playing time because I was always like the... I was always the guy that stayed up. I mean, most people that play video games, I feel like, do that when they have real lives. It, it, And when we did this bedtime thing, cut down all my video game time. So I was like, well, I still want to play video games. So I'm going to start waking up at 5 a.m. to play video games. I have found that I have more video game playing time doing it this way than I've had in a very long time. Because my wife is never going to get up at 5. My kid, Max, is never going to get up at 5. So... It's like always uninterrupted time for me. It's really nice. So I have actually played like two games already since the last time I went full gamer on on Sunless Sea. Full gamer. I've played two games since then that I'm all that I'm also prepared to talk about. Like I'm all I'm and so I'm going to talk about one today, and it's. It's cool. It's cool to have this much time to play video games. So what you're saying is now that we are doing a lifestyle podcast, you want to go back to doing a video game We should podcast? start a video game. We should start saying? a video game podcast. We, we should start a video game podcast. This is a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, no, we should start a video game podcast, though, because I've got all these video games to talk about. Right. Wow. What an idea. I hate you. So um, the game I want to talk about, and you, I, I hope you've heard of it, is called The Witness. Well, I think everyone has because I think you've mentioned it before. I did. But I want to make sure that you've heard of it. So every listener has listened to every so episode. The, it's in our. So the witness. The witness is uh, the second game by a game developer named Jonathan Blow. Now, if you are into the video game scene, maybe you know video game directors by name. Generally, though, video game directors are not like movie directors. They don't get first billing like many movie directors do. Jonathan Blow um, is one of the exceptions because he came out of nowhere with this game called Braid in 2006. And it was this small little indie game before indie games blew up that um, Xbox published in the very first Summer of Arcade that they ever did. So Xbox was trying to push the indie scene. Um, they they had, um, you know, they had a huge amount of the market share when they, when they were out with the 360. And so they were trying to kind of throw all their crap at the wall and just see what would stick. So they decided to try this this Summer of Arcade thing where they pushed indie titles. Um, and the games came out at like $15 to $20 somewhere in there. And the, I think it was the very first one was Braid. And it was by this guy. Nobody ever heard of him. His name was Jonathan Blow. And it was this 2D platformer, a la Mario. Um, but it was a puzzle platformer. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a tricky, reflex-based, skill-based platformer. It was more like a... I'm going to show you a puzzle. You're going to mess around with it a little bit as a Mar- with with like a Mario type interaction with the puzzles until you solve the puzzle. Or until you don't solve the puzzle. I don't know, maybe you quit on it, but that was that was the game. Um and it was it was amazing because he had it, it was broken into worlds and each world basically had a different mechanic or theme that changed the rules of the game, changed the rules of the platforming. And introduced a whole new set of puzzles that that you had to solve. I really, really liked it. Um, it had some. The story was a little heavy-handed, uh, and and I think a little a little preachy. But over but overall, I feel like the the puzzles in it were some of the best puzzles I've like ever seen. 
in a video game. I thought the storyline was an extremely subtle allegory that was brilliant. I thought it was very artistic through and through, from the puzzles to the art style. I thought it was very. I thought to... it was very heavy-handed. Well, you don't read. I do read what books, magazines, what short books? stories. All the books. I... Sarah Palin. You read all the books. You read all the magazines. All of them. I read all. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I read all of them. Don't you know? Wait, did somebody say that? Did Sarah Palin say that? What? Yeah, and like one of her first interviews, Katie Couric, uh, back in 2008 or 12 or whatever. She said, I read all like, the books. No, she, she said, what ma- so what newspapers, what periodicals do you read to keep up? She goes, oh, all of them. And she was, and Katie Couric was, was like, yeah, can you name any specific ones? She's like, you know, I, I people think Alaska is like another planet, but really we, we get, uh, we get all the, all the newspapers, all the magazines. I read all of them. I, I read, I, I, I read all of them. them. Really? Yeah. It was like a whole I thing. I, yeah, I just Google don't it. remember. It was, it was stupid. I don't, that's awesome yeah. though. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So anyway, back to Braid. And I know you loved that game. And maybe you know, maybe great. we disagree on the story, but the, the puzzles, I know we agree that like the gameplay and the puzzles were incredible. So Yeah, and when you finished a puzzle, when you solved a puzzle, most importantly, you felt awesome about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like I remember playing that game and feeling when I completed some of the puzzles, like I was the only person ever that could have that could have figured that out because of how yeah. complicated it was, like once you finally got there, you know. And that was such a cool feeling. And it was true. I'm the only one that ever beat that game. I heard yeah, that. It was, it was me. I know. Um, so The Witness is his second game. It took him 10 years. 10 years between his first game and his second game. From what I understand, he put every bit of money, basically, that he earned from Braid over the course of the, the however many years before he started The Witness. He put all of that money back into The Witness. Uh, and he... He, I think he made a team of like six people or something like that. I can't remember the exact number, but it's still very small. I mean, Braid was was like him and an art guy that he hired. He like subcontract subcontracted that. I think along with the music, but they weren't like a team. It was it was mostly just him. This is like an actual team of people. So the witness is a similar concept in that is it is a it is a puzzle based game that is the variation. It is a multiple variations on a theme. So it is a the game starts off and it's you just. Like, there is no introduction. There is no splash screen of any kind. It is literally just you. You press the, like, the start game button, and you're just in this world at first-person view. And you, like, walk forward. And you're in, like, a hallway, and you walk forward. You walk into this world. Um, and the very first thing you see is a panel. Like, just a square panel on a door. You don't know anything about where you are. Um, eventually, you find out that you're on an island. Very quickly, you find out you're on this island. You know nothing about it. Um, but you just like wake up and you're on this island and the o- you have two forms of interaction you can and you can bring up a cursor that allows you to interact with these panels that you find throughout the world. So you walk forward and you can look around. So you walk forward and you come to this panel and you open up your interaction tool um, and there's a start spot on this panel. It's a big circle and when you click on the big circle a spot near like the end it could be i think you know it's like on the top of the panel a spot that's very clearly an exit is there and the panel is divided into squares like small for, for, small small squares that make up just like a grid right and you have to trace a line on the path of squares so like around the edges of the squares like a piece of graph paper you have to trace a line from the start to the end and you do that and and the door opens so you move on, 
And the very next thing is a more complicated version of that. And the very next thing is a more complicated version of that. And then the very next thing is a slightly more complicated version of that, that when you solve it, the door doesn't open and you have to, you look at it and you're like, oh, this has three cables and one cable lit up when I solve this puzzle. I need to go find these two other puzzles to to light up these cables. And then that'll open up the And that's like the very first area. It's very, very basic. And it's just like, here's the way the puzzles are going to look. They're going to look like a circle. Draw it to the end where this line is at. And then you get out of this area. And the very first thing you do is come up to a set of a set of panels. And you look at them and there's... It's just like a, a grid of two squares, one on top of the other. You start in the lower left-hand corner of this and in the upper right-hand corner is an exit. And in the top square, there's a white dot and the bottom square, there's a black dot. And so there's only like three possibilities of figuring out that puzzle. And you find out that, oh, I'm supposed to separate the white and black squares. And then you move on to the next puzzle that's right next to it. And it's a more complicated version of that with white and black squares in a larger panel. And you move on and you move on and you move on. And you you start finding these puzzles that have all of these multiple all of these multiple pieces to them that are super difficult like they are i don't it, this, it's a hard it's honestly it's a hard game to talk about because i don't are they don't, all square based they kind of but it's it's hard cuz i it's hard, i don't want to give away any of like the like the puzzle mechanics right so right the theme is you need to draw a line. You need to draw a line from the start to the end. The variation are all of these different symbols, colors, etc. that pop up throughout the game that you have to work around. They are the language of the game. They are the language of the puzzles that you have to figure out when you look at them. And then mechanics get blended together. So you'll have this one mechanic that is taught to you in this one area, and you do like 20 puzzles just using this one mechanic, and then later on, you find a puzzle that very obviously has that mechanic, but has another mechanic from a different area that you have to incorporate. And sure, like Braid. Yeah, yeah, some somewhat. Braid, Braid f- kept fairly to the mechanic that you were taught in that area, mm-hmm. generally. This definitely builds on it. The super interesting thing is that nothing is told to you at all in this game nothing like zero zero about the mechanics of the puzzles it all has to be figured out by the player so and not only that so that may sound intimidating it should because things are not in sequence you're not given this one type of puzzle it slowly builds on that and then you like finish that puzzle and then it introduces another puzzle with that mechanic from the old puzzle like you ha- there's a lot of exploration of this world because you have to there's there's tutorials for every single one of the mechanics of the of the puzzles you just don't know where they are at all you have to explore to find them and you won't understand them at all unless you find these tutorials that are set up so it's an amazing puzzle game that's non-linear almost completely yeah and has no guide like mist very right. much so. Yeah, and I never played Mist, but there but your your description, if that is what Mist was, your description is exactly correct. Like Mist is you start on an island, although you don't immediately know it's an island. You're in first person, click to move around the island, and there are a zillion puzzles, none of which are explained in any way or context. Are the are, and are the what, puzzles all like very different though? 
they're extremely okay. different. They're they're ridiculous. And so different and I they're, think yeah. I think that may be like the biggest difference then between this and Mist is that all of the puzzles, every single one of like the six hundred and fifty puzzles there in this game, every single one of them is you start at a circle and you draw a line to the end. And it's a very And is does that does that get repetitive and redundant? No, it is and, and and you would think so. But it is it is like it is one of it is one of the most incredible games that I can remember playing as a solo experience. Like it it makes you feel brilliant in some of the areas when you solve the puzzles. Like like most puzzle games, um, where there's like a, a generally there's a single solution to the puzzles. Um, like most puzzle games, there are some puzzles that that I think you'll solve them and it'll feel kind of cheap. It'll feel like oh, I, you just need, needed me to, like, figure out the exact perspective I needed on this puzzle, or you needed me to figure out this, like, one gimmick. Um, mm. But that is very infrequent when it happens. Um, and and just, like, the, the, the language of the game, the teaching of the mechanics is just... It is so well done. I, like, can't recommend this game enough. For, for anybody that likes puzzle games, really, um, of any kind, of any kind, because it it is... It'll it will stretch your brain um, and make you like. There were puzzles that I would sit. There were puzzles, you know. I would wake up at five. I'd be playing. I'd solve like two or three puzzles, and then I'd hit this puzzle that was maybe at the end of the area. And just like most video games, the end of the areas generally have more difficult puzzles than the start of them. I would hit a puzzle near the end of the area, and I would sit there and I would just look at this puzzle for like forty-five minutes. And I would try different solutions. I would not be able to solve it. I would leave. I would come back the next day literally solve it on like the second try i mean it was one of those types it's one of those types of games as well um where sometimes you have to take a step away or go explore a different area of the island um and i just it is just wonderful it is a it is an amazing game and it's a game that could easily be played with another person because it is such it's there's like there's no sense of like urgency ever um because it's just like you look at these panels and you have however much time you want to solve them so if you want to like tag team this with somebody else to solve the puzzles you totally can you know i can't stand doing that that's and that's fine then play it by yourself or you mean sitting there and looking at a puzzle no 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 no. i would love to play it i just can't stand sitting there and trying something and then having somebody next to me say oh why don't you try this okay then i've done that with puzzle games and it drives then you shouldn't do that with this game because that would be what um and you didn't do that because you were originally going to do that with your wife yeah and she ended up not not being that into the game, which was fine. Um, but I did have like a friend over one evening and I was just showing it to him and we sat there and played it for like two hours because... Nice. Do you... Does a storyline emerge at some point? No, the only... any The only type of exposition at all are these little tape recorders that you find that you can activate and they are pieces of philosophy from various philosophers that may tie into the the, the island, may not. So I completed this game, and it, it still is a very, it's a very heady, um, kind of nebulous story. It ultimately it, it's it's you on an island to solve puzzles. I mean, like that's generally what I got out of the story is like that is that's all that there is. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you asked me if I'd completed all of the puzzles, and I, you asked me that before we started the podcast. I think. Uh, no, no, I, that I was at the start. I asked you, and I said, yeah. I said no, and I probably won't. And and I'll I'll explain the reason why. And I don't. It's a slight spoiler. So if you want to go into this game completely blind, 
and it's it's just a slight spoiler i promise it's not it doesn't all right i'm gonna take out my earbuds and then you wave your arms like a crazy man when you're done it doesn't tell you anything about the mechanics of the store of of any of the puzzles but i literally just got done telling you that there is there's no sense of urgency so you can just kind of take puzzles at your leisure after you complete the game there's an area that opens up and it's it is referred to as the challenge that's like what jonathan blow has has termed it as nothing has a name in the game there's no there's nothing anywhere in the game but it has been it has been come to be known as the challenge and it is a series of randomly generated puzzles based on the algorithms of the game using the puzzle mechanics that are in the game that have a time limit involved with them and it feels a little like a bait and switch when the entire the entire learning of the game up to this point has been without this and suddenly like the very last thing in the game is this time-based randomly generated puzzle and i don't even like i'm not even saying that like i need to look up the solution the randomly generated thing is actually kind of awesome i think that's a phenomenal way to handle the idea of trying to keep it a challenge for everybody because there's no you can't make a guide for it right you can't make a puzzle solution because it's gonna be different for everybody but it's that time it's that time limit piece that i feel like is it's a bummer for it was a bummer for me when that came up as like the final thing why just because it's optional right you beat the game yeah yeah and i'm not saying that i'm it's a bummer because i loved this game so much i wanted to do everything and i'm not uh, saying that i couldn't did you try this optional thing yeah was it too hard? It's very difficult. I think if I if I sat there and did it enough, I could do it. But like other puzzle, like every other puzzle in the game, you have the ability to walk away from it, write it down. Like I've got, I've got sheets of paper with line graphs all over them, all over my house. I look like a crazy person. They're everywhere because you have to write a. I have, you have to write please, a lot. Please, please text me a picture of that so I can use it for our podcast image. Please. Okay. You have to like you have to write stuff down. Um. At least I did. Uh, maybe you're some sort of savant that wouldn't need to like write stuff down. But I've got all sorts of pictures in my phone of p- puzzle solutions so that I could reference them later. I mean, like, like I'm like I feel like a crazy person. But it was the only way to play this game. But it, it made the game awesome. Um, but but then you like you hit this and you can't walk away from it because when you come back, it's going to be different. Which again, I feel like is is relatively fair to try to make a a difficult puzzle at the end of the game that everybody will find challenging but but it but the the time limit thing is what feels like a bummer what feels like dishonest because it's just it nothing else in the game was ever set up that way why don't you just download a mod on the steam workshop and cheat because i don't i don't want to i wouldn't do that for that's this game is one of the best single-player games I've ever played. Okay, so I will be buying The Witness when it goes on it's sale one of, because I am cheap. It is one of the best single-player games I've ever played. It is, it is, I, and there, there was one, there was one puzzle, a single puzzle that I had to look up a hint for. And otherwise, I, it took me about 25 hours to play through the game. Um, but there was a single puzzle that I had to look up a solution for, and it was because it was a perspective-based puzzle in... I had the correct solution. I just didn't like have it or kind of oriented correctly. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I, like, there are so many puzzles in this game that you get you get done solving them, and you're like, my god, like that was amazing. I don't know how I don't know who like how anyone could like think of this as like a thing. It just it's 
It's an amazing game. It is an amazing game. Awesome. Yeah. So it'll probably make your game of the year list for 2016? Almost without a doubt. This would have to be one of the best years in video games ever, and I'd have to have a lot of time to play them for this not to make my top three. It was incredible. Do you feel like you're taking crazy pills? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Wow. Yeah. So I can't recommend it enough. Like, if you like puzzles at all, and if you have a modicum of patience... Modicum amount or modicum? Modicum. Of patience? A modicum. Yeah. Uh, of patience, like, you should check this out. It's... All right, dude. I will check out The Witness. And I think that's kind of all the time we've got. So... Yeah, man. Uh, it definitely is. That was um, cool, man. Did a little life stuff. Went full gamer. I'm feeling pretty sexy. Yeah, I don't know about you. You got, like, a meeting to get to? Like, work? No. For C2E2. So, uh, the Gunna Geek... And, so, uh, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo... Um, is this weekend in Chicago, the weekend of March 18th to 20th. And Gun and Geek Network is going to present a panel, Everyday Podcasting for Your Everyday Life. And I'm actually going to be on that panel, and we're having a meeting to discuss it uh, starting a few minutes ago that I will be joining. But uh, if you are interested on March 18th on Friday, you should join the Gun and Geek Network at C2E2, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. And on this special panel, members of the network from all across the country will share their secrets of podcasting, including all the challenges involved and how it affects their day-to-day lives. And if you're interested in podcasting, whether you are casual or professional or you just want to see the Gun and Geek Network or meet me, God knows why, or anything like that, John will not be there, unfortunately, uh, then this is a panel you definitely want to catch. Uh, and that's Friday afternoon. You can We're in the C2E2 What's event. What's the date? Listing. Friday what date? Um, Friday, March 18th. Okay. Friday, March 18th. C2E2, Good and Geek Network presents Everyday Podcasting for Everyday Life. So go check that out. And the Gun and Geek Network, which we've mentioned several times with no context, is a network that Game Life Balance US is a member of. And there are a number of podcasts and other geeky and nerdy articles and uh, uh, opinion pieces and, and lots of cool stuff at gunandgeeknetwork.com or go to gunandgeek.com. Um, and if you go to gunandgeek.com, some other things that are going on in the network this week are Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is another podcast. Uh, and and on episode 111, posted this week, the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents Haley, Lauren, and Stargate Pioneer discuss the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mid-season 3 premiere episode, Bouncing Back. The trio also continue the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. giveaway of the Marvel Deadpool Collector Core crate. Talk about the upcoming Gun and Geek podcast host convention and C2E2 panel, which we already talked about. Run down the weekly Marvel news, respond to listener feedback, and interact with live chat wing viewer chat comments. They're, like, super interactive. It's kind of awesome. It's really awesome. So that's on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then you heard us, and then there's lots of other podcasts that you can check out at com. And also, Game Life Balance Australia, our sister show, launched a couple weeks ago, and it is hilarious. They're quite literally Australian versions of me and John, and they're awesome. So go to GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com. There's also links to them from our website, which John will talk to you about now-ish. Yeah, I think now... Right before he I think, shills shamelessly for iTunes reviews for 45 minutes. I think now is probably a pretty good time. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode, and leave us a review if you really want to make our day. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com, or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. 
Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at GameLifeBalance.us. I don't have anything else to say. Oh, no, look at you. Oh, look at you. You didn't ask for iTunes reviews. It's so contagious that at the end of the first episode of Game Life Balance Australia, they even mentioned iTunes reviews. Yeah, you know, it didn't help. We literally never got a single iTunes review. So it's, um, I gave up that goat. Goat? Why you no use iTunes, listener? I gave up. I, listen, I know why you don't use iTunes. It sucks. But like, it was more... Does it? Yeah. But it was more like, if you did use iTunes, you should leave us a review. But yeah, we never got a review. So... Well, we're going to go live on the um, Google Play podcast thing when that goes live. We've, we've been approved. Game Life Felons US will be available on the Google podcast platform, whatever. Whenever it goes up. When it launches, but I don't know when it's – no one knows when it's actually launching unless it's already live and no one told no. me. But in our chat panel, Paul2k12 said I was going to give an iTunes review, but he never asked. So there you go. Maybe we will get an iTunes review. You're the man, Paul. Two K twelve wants to know if they talk with funny Aussie accents. Well, they do talk with Australian accents because they are all Australian. But I'm not sure if they're funny. If you find Australian accents inherently funny, then mayhap you would find them funny. Sometimes I do an Australian accent, but it immediately degenerates into Cockney. One of them tweeted at me, and or they didn't even tweet at me. They just tweeted and they said a bunch of words that I don't think were words. But they, they Did yeah, they? but they told me that they were that they were actually Australian words. So Oh. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well. So Thank you for the flowers. You're welcome. Thank you for the flowers, listener. <laughs> yeah. So That's a weird thing to I say. Know. How did you throw your voice it's like that? Sean? It's weird. <laughs> when girlfriends attack right? <laughs> the significant others of game life balance disrupting episodes. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Paul2k12, really active in the chat now, uh, wants to know if the Aussies have some kind of extra censorship on their games. I don't know about that. That would be a really good question to, to ask them. I would, uh, I would ask them that. They're on Twitter at uh, GLB Australia, I think is their handle. Um, but just search Game Life Balance Australia. You'll find them on Twitter. They're hilarious on They're Twitter. They're great. I would follow Rob and AC and the official Game Life Balance Australia handle because all three of them are absolutely hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Um, so follow them. Follow me at Producer Cody. Follow John at ePlayGame. And... Um, Check out our website, Game Life Balance at US. Oh, also follow... Um, shoot, what's it called? Follow... Um, follow Friday. No, follow... Uh, what is it? Follow, follow, follow me, follow me, follow me, down, 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 until you see all my dreams. Not everything in this magical world is quite what it seems. Are you sure it's not follow me and everything is all right? I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. And if you come with me, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. I don't actually know what song you were just singing. 